You are listening to the Fire Strike Network podcast featuring your host, Ponzarelli. And your host, Zero 1.0. And we hope you enjoy this podcast. The podcast starts now. Hello, everybody. This is the Fire Strike Network. Today, this is episode four of the podcast. And what we're going to be covering today is applicant traits. Um, we're going to be going over recruiting processes and stuff like that. The whole complete guide to uh, um, applicants and stuff for your esports team. This is the second episode regarding esports development and team growth and all that stuff. Um, you guys really liked episode two, so I'm going to be covering more on this uh, Google slide that I made called esports. I'll drop a link in the description below. It is not finished yet. It is still in development, but I highly encourage you guys to check out the chapters that I have covering up right now. So today, 0.1.0 will not be uh, will not be in this podcast today. Um, I will be pre-recording some episodes while I am gone due to the quarantine issues. Um, this is kind of the off-topic deal right here, but basically, I need to um, pack and go back to my actual house where I don't have my computer to record episodes. So, during this time, I will be pre-recording episodes so you guys can enjoy the full package because I really don't want to leave you guys hanging for a whole month while I'm gone and all that stuff. So, today, like I said, we're going to be covering the entire recruiting process in depth because this is a problem that a lot of minor league teams have. They have a hard time reaching out to uh, certain players and stuff like that. They don't know the standards to put in for their team and everything like that. So I'll be using, you know, my uh, wisdom, I guess, and the um, Google slide to go ahead and give you guys a brief ideal for minor league teams on the recruiting process and how it should be laid out as. So starting things first, you guys should uh, take notes uh, because this is going to be a very important episode. Episode 2 stated the uh, halfway through, not the coronavirus stuff, but halfway through we were talking about leadership traits that a leader should not have. And I don't know, I'd have to look back, but I'm pretty sure that we did not cover what leaders should, traits should have. So starting anything before members... This is going to be very, uh, not tricky, but it's going to be very quick. So I'm going to go ahead and um, give you guys the whole traits of the leader stuff right here. So a leader must be passionate and committed to their goals and to the whole team. Because in the beginning, at least, the leader should be the hardest working person in the team, should they not be. They should be the one building the foundation, trying their best and using most of their work to help contribute to their esports team. They also need to be honest with people and they need to be genuine in what they say. They need to be really good at communication. Even the pre- the 34th president of the United States, Dwight Dean Eisenhower, once said that, and I quote, the supreme quality of leadership is unquestionably honesty. Without it, no real success is possible, no matter whether it is on a section gang, a football field, in an army, or in an office. Here's the thing with this. How are you going to communicate properly with your team if they can't trust you? It's so ideal for you guys to be honest with your team and speak with the most genuine voice that you have. Be authentic in what you say. This is very important. If you're good at communicating with others, not even just your teammates, not even just applicants, if you're good at communicating with others, that's going to be very helpful in the long run. What also helps a leader is creativity and innovation. Both of these things can help exponentially grow your server. If you're creative and innovative in what you do, 
that's going to be really great. Also, easy thing is you need to be inspired. But here's the thing with this. Inspiration helps. It helps drive you to take action. But there are some people out there that only inspire. They're only daydreamers. They only think to their heads and they don't say anything like, well, maybe I should take action now. They, no, not really. They usually are just daydreamers. They live in a world of fruitless fantasies. You don't want to live in a world like that. You want to take action. So inspiration can only work if you take action. So now we got that covered out of the way. Now we're going to be going on to the main part of the video, which is the in-depth recruiting process. It is, this is a very important topic here because you're bringing the future generation of your players into your uh, esports team. So this is going to ultimately affect your team unless you're putting them in some sort of JV or subcategory or whatever, which in that case, I wouldn't recommend having more than like 10 players in your team because in that point, it just gets way too crowded and just unnecessarily amount of members in your team. But anyways, we are going to be talking about this whole recruiting process stuff. So the first thing you need to realize is what your standards are for your server. What kind of team are you guys? So I'm going to use PUBG Mobile again as an example because this is my only sort of knowledgeable field on esports at the moment. If you are in a minor league team, you don't want to be requiring people at the highest tier. So for example, for this, it'd be Conqueror, right? So if you're like a minor league team that hasn't won any many championships or whatever, I wouldn't really recommend setting the bar high because at that point you're valuing pretty low to players that are actually that skilled. I'm not saying that you can't have good players when you're that low. I'm just saying that you need to be a little bit more practical in the type of people that you want in your server. So think of it like this. You need to be aware of where your server is at. Have you guys been doing very good in tournaments and stuff like that? Have you guys been known? All this stuff is important. So whenever you go ahead and only have like a couple people, or let's just say you're just starting. Let's say you're making a completely new esports team, right? Where do you start from here? It depends what standards you hold for your server. See, this is the whole thing with this recruiting thing is that you need to have standards. You need to have people that are dedicated. It doesn't matter what place you're in when it comes to recruiting people, whether you have 10 people, maybe 50 people in your organization, or just nobody. You need to have some sort of standards for your team. So in this circumstance, it's very important to understand where you want your standards to be. So if you don't have anybody in your server right now or for your esports team, you want to reach out to people, message them, email them as much as you can. Find the people that you think would be a good fit for your esports team. Although you might not have any sort of expectations, it is still good to not recruit people that seem that they're not really going to be fully committed. Because that's the really important thing in the circumstances that you need to be committed these people need to be committed they need to be genuine every leadership trait that a leader should have should also kind of go into the recruiters or to the new possibly new esports teammates alrighty so this is type of the guidelines that you need to look for in a new applicant so these are kind of the traits and stuff or the, these are just kind of the topics that you need to pay attention to whenever there's somebody interested in your team or you're reaching out to people. People that are applying for your team need to have a reason as to why. Like, what are their motives? Like, why do they wish to join your organization? Like, what's their reason, you know? Like, they have to be intrigued. Like, they have to be interested. This is where it comes into curiosity. Do they have questions? Like, do they want to ask like more about like what your team's about? Do they seem actually intrigued in what your team is? Like, are they 
you know, genuinely, like, concerned? Are they genuinely asking good questions? Like, if they have the proper motive, then that is so important. Another good one is understanding the team the applicant is applying for. So do they know that, for example, my esports team, you know, coincidentally, not really, was Firestrike Esports, right? So if someone were applying to my team, what do they know about Firestrike? How do they find us? Like, what do you know about us? And then that goes into why do you want to join our organization and stuff like that. But one thing you need to know is that most of the time when these applicants go ahead and apply, um, they usually apply to more than one team. So they're probably not going to be as like specific in their application. But even if they do, then that's you shouldn't bash on them about it because then they're just trying to make their uh, they're trying to make their options high. They're trying to make their options open. So the other important um, topic here is experience. Are they an experienced player? Do they know what they're doing? Do they know like a lot about the basics about the game at least? Are they like a very experienced esports player? You don't need to recruit the best of the best because at that point, um, it doesn't really matter about individual um, individual talent. It really matters about the team that you're in. But in this circumstance, you're going to want to um, find a way to see if they have experience and see if they're a good fit for your server. So the four main things that you need to look for in a new applicant is a reason as to why they're applying, understanding the team that they're applying for. They need to be curious and they have to meet your standards. I put experience on the Google side, but they need to meet your standards. You shouldn't be lowering your standards and having people be like, oh yeah, I'm interested in joining because, oh, yeah. And then they're online for like an hour a day. It's like, come on, that's, that's impractical. Okay, so in this slide right now, we're going to be comparing two applicants. So this is more of a competition thing. Let's say that you have the maximum amount of people in your team can be 10. And there's nine people in your team now. And you have two really good applicants here. Um, in these circumstances, I have somebody by the name of JTwitch25. By the way, these names are not real. They're not real people. These are examples. You have JTwitch25. Alrighty. So basically, this guy is saying, interest in joining. I found you guys on a promotional page. You guys seem really cool. And I would love to join. So this guy genuinely seems like he wants to join your team. Now, when it comes to scheduling, I can only play a couple hours a day, but I'm totally free on the weekends. So this guy doesn't have much time to participate in scrims or tournaments or anything if he can only play on weekends and like a couple hours a day uh, per weekday. So that's going to be a little tricky because this guy seems like a you know a pretty good guy, but he doesn't have the time to actually cooperate, not cooperate, but time to participate in activities for your server. His experience is, I have been playing competitive for only a few weeks, but I am very good. So this guy is pretty rookie, you know, he knows the basics and stuff like that, but he's, he, overall, he's okay. So overall, j 25 is also, because let's say you live in the eastern coast of the United States, he lives in the Pacific, so his uh, time is usually three hours behind you. So his time zone is Pacific Standard Time. He seems very intrigued in the clan, but he can only play for a couple hours a day and then all day on weekends, and he has okay experience. Compare it to the other applicant, Mad Dog. Uh, again, this is another fake person. I didn't make this up. I did make this up. 
Um, he lives in the Eastern Standard Time Zone, so he lives around the same time zone you do. Now, here's his interest in joining. I just need a team to join. So this guy isn't really being, you know, very caring about your team. He's just saying he just wants to join any team. So by default, he has no real affection for your team. So right now, you're probably thinking, well, JTwitch25 is clearly the person that I want in here. But you need to pay a little bit more closer attention to what I say here. His schedule is whenever. It's very brief. He has a very brief uh, application here. Whenever. So it seems to me that Mad Dog can play as much as he wants. So therefore, he is very available, which is very important for an applicant, is that they need to be reliable. So Mad Dog seems like a reliable guy. Now here's his experience. I have been on seven different teams, LOL, and won championships. Here's the thing with this one. Seven different teams in a span of win. If it's been a year, whatever. Not a big deal. If it's a span of at least, I don't know, five months or more, this is considered clan hopping. I do not recommend clan hoppers because all they're going to do is join your clan. Even if they're the be- I don't care if they're the best people out there. All they're going to do is join your clan for a couple months, maybe just a week, and then leave. This also reminds me of free agents, people that are um, that play for esports teams, but they're not actually affiliated with them. It's like that's that's impractical. There's no point in that. So for here, he but the, he did say that he wants some championships. So this guy is skilled. He has the availability. He has the same time zone. So this guy is very um, skilled at what he does. But J Twitch is a much more likable applicant compared to Mad Dog. So, remember to consider the following. Schedule, experience, and interest. And just the overall value of the applicant. Who will be more valuable for your esports team? Who can you rely on? What do they offer for your team here? Comparing these two applicants are a bit difficult. If there is hardly any space for members, nor, or only one, should be considered moving forward. So, there is no real answer to this. This is all based on people's preferences. Also, you got to note that these are very, um, very surface level questions. So they're not really like that detailed or anything like that. These are very vague. Let's say you chose the applicant. Let's say you chose either Mad Dog or J Twitch. Doesn't matter. Then what? For Fire Strike Esports, what we did here is that we um, interviewed the applicant after he got accepted in. So after he uh, turned in his application and we accepted them, they would be in a team interview. So. We would usually call a Discord voice chat because Discord is just the whole... Se- they're the central of this entire uh, topic right here. So the thing about a team interview is that they can take around however long you want it to be. It depends on uh, what type of questions you want to ask and all that type of uh, circumstances. So it all really depends on you. Um, this is a really good way to actually get to know the applicant because if there's one thing that kind of bothers me in particular, it's the fact that there are some applicants out there that you know them online, but you don't really get to know the person. So it's not like a whole, profe- it's not that professional is what I'm trying to say. So if you want to get a more professional approach and really get to know the people that you're uh, applying to your team or accepting, I should say there, this is a really good way to get to know the applicant. These are really good questions. It doesn't need to be anything about personal stuff. It needs to be about their background and stuff like that. Maybe you do get to know a little bit about their personality and stuff like that and see if they're a good fit. 
Now, when it comes to actual competitive uh, teams and stuff, you could also do a team tryout, meaning that, like, you can have somebody from your team go up against them in, like, a 1v1 match or whatever that may be, um, which could be really good. It, um, it just depends on the time and stuff like that. These are usually um, more for stricter teams, so that they usually typically follow this route with uh, the whole team tryouts thing. But, however, it's optional. But, like, let's say they're really good at the interview, but let's say their tryouts aren't really that good. But let's say their stats and stuff are perfect, right? So, and that's when you need to consider that maybe they just didn't have a good game. Because, I mean, let's face it, when we all play video games, we're not all perfect. That's kind of how it goes. Okay, so now what we're going to be covering is the forms of applications. So, how do they apply? Like, where do they apply? You go into their server and it's like, now what, you know? So there's multiple things that you could do for um, applications and stuff like that. There's all kinds of bots that you can use to uh, apply, that they can use to apply to your esports team. Um, these are all in the form of Discord. So if you guys are not using Discord and stuff like that to recruit esports teams, first of all, I encourage you guys to do so. And second of all, um, you, I hope you guys can take some notes by using these because some of this stuff might not be related to Discord. So the bots that you can use to... um you know, use applications and stuff like that, is that you can use the application bot, which is a very popular bot for the minor league teams. Basically, what you do is that you just do a percent apply, and then they DM you the uh, whole application and stuff like that. You can also use AppBot, AppBot Legacy. There's, like, all kinds of stuff out there. Um, but, yeah, go ahead and look at bots and see if they're a good fit for you. Second one is the leader manager message on the apply channel. So, this one is more of, like, you have the questions already laid out for you in the server. Um, you make them and you uh, put in the questions on there. Then the applicants will answer the questions and then that's up to you whether or not to accept them. So there's no bots involved in this. There's no direct message involved. It's all in the server. You don't have to invite a bot or anything like that. Um, this one is a little bit, I think, the least amount professional because it's a little bit less... Um, Less private, I would say. It's a lot more open because everybody can see your applications and stuff. So this would be like the um, one I think would be the easiest to start off at. But once when you get more advanced, I would go ahead and do the application bot and all that stuff. But I do believe that this is the best way to go if you're trying to find forms of application. Extensions to your Discord server. So what do I mean by extensions? This is definitely the most professional one out of the three. Basically, it takes the application takes place outside of Discord, so you're not in direct message. You're not in the Discord server at all. So, what do these um, what do these extensions look like? There is one that is very cool. Um, it's basically a whole other thing like Discord. It is called the Gilded app, or the Gilded program. It's like ties in with Discord. This is a very great one. Um, this is probably one of the best ones out there. You have options to have multiple choice questions, short answer, long answer questions. And just overall, just a lot more versatile on the questions that you want to be asked. They're also very fun to set up. I I, I, twink, I tinkered around with uh, Gilded Gilded a lot. You can also add a Gilded bot to your Discord server, so that could really help as well. So Gilded is very cool. I highly recommend you use Gilded once when you're uh, in like the semi-pro to even professional teams. It's it's a great it's a great app that you can use. Probably the most professional one out there is email. So let's say applicants find your business email and you say you can email my business email here in this circumstance it is even more private because 
only you can see the email of the people unless you call, you know, other staff members and stuff like that. But this email could be really uh, professional and it's also a very common route for like the pro players and stuff like that. So this is a pretty simplistic one. Um, it also takes the most time out of the actual applicant to go out to Gmail or whatever email you might have and then go ahead and email it to you. So it's a little bit the most tiring one for the applicant, which is why I think Gilded is probably the best one here. But email is still a great way to go. I highly recommend it. Last one, we have the team website. So if you have a website for your team, which all teams should once when they're professional, they should always have a team website. This is a very good way to open up for applications because not only can you set up a team website application, but you can even set one on your Discord. You can even set one on your email. You can have all these. You can have a plethora of application sites. But this one seems to be also be the more professional one compared to the uh, Gilded. And I would say it's a little bit between like the email area. So if you want to go ahead and make a website for free, um, this is not a, this is not a sponsored video. But uh, try out Wix or Weebly.com. Those are both really good websites if you want to start making a small website for free. We have the forms of applications. So we have the application bot, which is basically just Discord bots and stuff like that. You have the uh, application channel on your Discord server. And then you have the extensions, which consist of Gilded, Email, your team website, and just many more extensions that you can use. There's probably like... 10 or maybe even 30 that I haven't even mentioned. So go ahead and um, tap into the whole application process, but hopefully these tips helped you guys out because applicants at the end of the day are going to be very important for your growth for the esports team because if you guys have really good players in your team, and this is where it comes to uh, teamwork and not skill. If you have a very good competent team that can communicate very well, then you guys don't need to be the best players out there to win tournaments and stuff like that. If you guys have really good chemistry and play the game very well and self-sufficiency, if you guys are self-sufficient, that's the, that's the greatest thing you can have, then you can't really say much. It's just overall great. So the, what's the overall conclusion for this? Recruiting new members opens a new door to experience and the exposure to the public. Like, what makes your team stand out from the rest? Is it your success? Does your team stand out because you guys have a lot of clout? Success? Style? Do you, are you guys very creative? Applicants who apply should be interested in being a part of the whole new family. Make them feel included. They must have a specific role they're entitled to. We have learned a lot today. I hope you guys took a lot of notes here. I had a little bit brief on uh, what leadership traits people should have. I'll go more in depth than those in a future episode, but I hope you guys got a lot of info on here. Um, this is probably the best advice I can give right now because I have it all set up on here and it's just everything I've learned in a year of having an esports team, which is again, what I'm telling you guys is that if you guys really want to make an esports team, you guys have to put in effort. It's harder for children and stuff to have these teams, like even a teenager that's 17 years old, people that are still in school, people who have jobs that are just take up the, all of their day. It's like, it can be really hard because you don't have that time. You don't have that, um exercise you know what I mean to actually be free to uh, experience this whole land of esports so one of you guys it has been Ponzarelli and I will see you guys on the next podcast stay tuned for episode 5 